welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing and for what you have done and for what you're about to do. Just have such a sense, Lord, of the good things that you want to do for us and in us and through us, Lord God. In in this city, in this congregation, in our nation, and in the nations of the earth. Lord, we turn our faces today to your goodness with a resolute determination to expect your goodness and your kindness to overwhelm our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, quite interesting, um, the topic of my sermon, which Jessica has not heard, I, she went away for the weekend, is abiding in God. <laughs> so, it's, it's been quite interesting, actually, I, I woke up this morning with a dream and um, I, a number of years, I've always been a dreamer. I've always had encounters with the Lord in my dreams. Actually, um, it got to, uh, at one stage in my life, it was so intense and I was trying to steward my dreams so faithfully that I was having four or five dreams a night and waking up and writing them down and it just became overwhelming. And I actually asked a, a friend of mine, Dan McCullum, who's like, um, he's one of my prophetic mentors. I asked Dan about it and he said, listen, you're overdoing this. And he just prayed over me. He said, just give him a break for a year. And I didn't dream for a year. Literally, it was like weird. It was like, I went from like, you know, four or five dreams a night to nothing for an entire year. And then I started dreaming a year later. But recently I've had two really significant dreams. Well, actually, no, actually, I had this dream, but I had an encounter with the Lord that reminded me of a dream that I had 25 years ago. Um, 25 years ago, one of the dreams I had, we were still, um, I think we had just arrived in East London. Right? I may have mentioned it in church last week, I can't remember. But I had this dream in which there was this massive wave, and I was, I was listening to the radio, and this massive wave hit the coast of South Africa and it was, I, I could see, um, as you can in the dream, in dream life you can see things that you're listening to, there's no way to add that. And so I saw this well hit and um, the NSRI were reporting that its epicenter was at George. And interestingly enough, last week while we were having our conference on Saturday, there were these freak waves that hit the coast of South Africa. And uh, right across, um, it, it's been so, I don't know if any of you have seen the news reporting about this freak wave that even uh, led to a naval disaster. We lost three crewmen on one of, uh, one of our naval submarines. And interestingly enough, the epicenter was at George. Interestingly enough, Chuck is also, uh, was also doing a conference at George, actually the, the main, um, kind of like the, king, the kingpin of the trip was going to be in, in George. Of course, 
you know, we've got internet really and haven't had him yet. Anyway, this morning I also uh, had a dream involving waves and it kind of freaked me out at first. Um, you know, because in this dream I was somewhere with my son and we were at a conference. He brought up this box of uh, different things and stuff that he, he was interested in. And amongst them was a pair of roller skates. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm going to try those. Now, interestingly, I kind of roller skate. Uh, I have tried uh, to, to roller skate. My children, when they were young, they tried to teach me how, uh, how to roller skate. Um, but that is one gifting that has eluded me, determined, and it was determined to elude me. But in the dream, I found out that, well, actually I can roller skate. And roller skating, apparently, in my dream, was not that dissimilar to skiing. And uh, so I was using, you know, not water skiing, snow skiing, I was using snow, and I was following getting, hey, look how fast I can go, this was really cool. And uh, we roller skated down onto a pier on the ocean, and two friends of mine were eating further, uh, further down, they were having a romantic dinner, they were starting to get dark. And um, I saw these waves starting to come in, and I thought, hmm, that's, that's interesting. And I thought, you know, Debs, I think we should go. And I started trying to take these roller skates off, but man, they had literally, they had like, they kind of came up here and their laces up here. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get these things off. It took me so long to get these roller skates off that by the time I got them off, um, these massive breakers were just break, uh, coming in. And they were coming off the land. Oh, that's weird. Um, our friends had disappeared. They actually swam to shore. And I realized it was too late to, to get to shore. And there was just these waves running. As you can imagine, I woke up not feeling hugely encouraged about this. I was like, uh, Jesus? <clears throat> you know, just, uh, that's not an encouraging dream. But during worship, the Lord began to speak to me about, uh, about that dream. And uh, it was more encouraging than I, than I initially thought. So turn with me to Psalm 42. And uh, I'll tell you which verse in a moment. So... Verse 5, verse 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Saviour and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of, uh, of the Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs His love. At night, His song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Saviour and my God. It's in, I feel like 
there are that the Lord is moving in the nations. And I feel like the Lord wants us to know that He is moving in our nation, He's moving in our, uh, uh, our midst, and I, I, I feel like we are beginning to experience fresh waves of His presence. Fresh waves, as this scripture uh, says, by day the Lord directs His love, at night His song is uh, with us. Even some of the testimonies that, uh, that we are hearing. Um, I believe Michaela had a profound encounter with the, uh, with the Lord um, at Chuck's conference. Yes? Yes, yes at, at Chuck's conference. Um, uh, Seguadi, um, the Lord's changed your name or given you a, a, a new name. Um, would you tell us what that name is? Um, <laughs> you know, um, and you had an encounter with the Lord at uh, at uh, at Group too, and we heard heard about these these encounters that people are having of waves of presence uh, just coming. What Jade, uh, what Jade shared, the breakthrough brands again. We we're seeing these waves uh, coming, and you know one of the things we need to do, I believe, that the Lord is speaking to us about, is we need to turn into with expectation. Of what God is uh, is doing. Um, is anyone a surfer here? Anyone a surfer? Anyone? Anyone ever surf? God. Whose <laughs> <laughs> child is that? Okay. So I've done. So anyone done body surfing? Okay. Right. Someone's that. You know when you when you are body surfing or surfing and the waves are, are coming in. If you want to catch a wave, you can't just stand there and wait for it to approach you. You literally need to position yourself and begin to prepare and begin moving in the same direction as the wave if you want to catch it. And I I have a sense that there are waves that the Lord is releasing to to us. But these waves are coming... And I believe that one of the ways we need to make sure that we catch the wave of what God's doing is by positioning ourselves and begin moving in the same direction. Okay? Because there's other things also happening in the nation. And so, if we position ourselves in fear, if we position ourselves in anxiety, we're going to miss what God wants to do. But... You know, I, if I read the, uh, this psalm correctly, and I think I do, um, psalm, uh, psalm 42 verse 1 starts, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When, when can I go and meet with my God? And uh, there's, there's this yearning in the psalmist's soul to encounter more of God. But later in the psalm, we're seeing that God, it starts with, He's like a deer panting for water. But then by the time we get to verse 7, the Lord is releasing waves, breakers of water. Okay? You know, we, we can remember these are the Lord, this is the Lord's ocean. Alright? This is the, and the, and the book of Revelation says, this is a, a sea without salt. The Holy Spirit just waves. And you know what? What we need to do is we need to be ready 
for what God is wanting to do in the nations and what he's wanting to do in us. Fresh waves of, uh, of God. John 15 verse 4 to 5, turn with me in, in your Bibles to this passage, speaks about this. It says, I'm actually going to read it in a different version. Um, for those of you who want to, I am going to be in the NASB, New American Standard Version. Abide in me and I in you. As a, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you um, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branch. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they, uh, they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. I really believe that God is one is always working with us to bring us to a high level of fruitfulness in our lives. But it's interesting when we when we look at this fruitfulness. Sometimes we can get into such a performance mindset about uh, about it that we kind of we feel like it's our job to be fruitful. In fact. To, uh, this week I was just with the Lord and the Lord began to speak to me about this and He told me, I heard the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit say to me, Nigel, I want you not to focus on fruitfulness. I want you to focus on abiding. And I was like, what? And the Lord said, Nigel, you need to stop focusing on being fruitful. Focus instead on abiding. If you abide in me, I will make you fruitful. If you focus on being fruitful, without abiding, you're just going to dry up. And I feel like this is how we position ourselves to catch the wave of what God's doing. When we recognize that He is the gardener, we are the branches. Now, this might shock some of you, but I love God. You've probably never heard me mention I love gardens. I love growing stuff. And there's a real joy in fruitfulness. My family, just about every time I pick something out of, uh, out of the garden, am I right? Like I, I will be like, I sit down at a meal and I'll ask my wife, what in this meal comes out of my garden? And she'll say, oh, well, carrots come, the onions, da, da, da. And I'm like, yes. Something came out of my God. Nothing gives me greater joy than that feeling of having grown something out of my God. I want to tell you something 
as the father in my home that blesses me. But you have a father who loves to cultivate his fruit in your life. The exciting thing is, is you're not the gardener. He's the gardener. He's the gardener. He's the one who's looking at your life and saying, I'm going to make this life fruitful. And that is what it's going to, it's going to glorify me. I, I'll be honest, when you come round to my house and you tell me, oh Nigel, that's looking nice. That looks amazing. There's something in me. I, if, I was, if I was my daughter's little puppy, my tail would be wagging. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love people to comment on my God. I love people to see the balance between beauty and fruitfulness that I've gone for. When your life produces fruit, it glorifies the Father. And so the Father is always working with us to produce fruit from our life. And the interesting thing is the description is it's fruit that will remain. It's continually fruitful. Most of us, we spend our lives pursuing fruit. What kind of fruit are we talking about? Well, Galatians speaks about the the fruit of the Spirit. In, In other words, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. God's pursuit in our lives is to produce fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. That's, now, you know, people, people often get that link, they flip into this performance mindset and they say, well, what God is looking for is a holy life. And they begin to describe it as, holy life is know this, know that, no, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that, don't smile, don't, uh, don't, don't eat ice cream on Sundays, don't do that, don't do that, know that. I mean, and, and there's this long list of do's and don'ts which is such a performance mindset but actually what it is is quality a quality of life that God wants you to have I mean how many of you would not like to have more and greater love in your life come on I'm signing up for that how many of you would like to have more and greater levels of peace in your life. I'm signing up for that. Thank you very much. Yes. You see, that is the fruit of a holy life. That's, that's what it, uh, it looks like. And that's what God is continually working to produce in our life. I believe that, that just like in my, uh, in, in my garden, my aim is to produce something that is a balance between beauty and fruitfulness. And that's what God works to produce, I believe, in, in our lives. So God is always aware. And Jesus reveals this image of the Father to us as a, uh, as a gardener. It's interesting. You see, the Father first reveals himself in Eden, in a garden. He revealed himself as a, a gardener producing this. Now, the interesting thing is is that the nature of our salvation is very much like, like a gardener producing fruit. Because it's all the work of God in us as we abide. The, I was having a chat with Debbie about this this week. The paradox of our salvation is, 
is that in Christ we are saved. And in Christ we are being saved. And in Christ we will be saved. Which is it, Nigel? All of it. Because in Christ, by the work of the cross, you are saved from your sin. It's done. It's completed. It's accomplished. You're saved. But also in Christ, you are being saved. What does that mean? It means that when you get saved, the Bible says that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. The salvation that Christ has put in you, then by the work of the Spirit begins to be worked out in your life. So that's why when you get born again, you may find that you go, many one or two areas that still need a bit of adjustment. <laughs> not, not you. You know the person I'm talking about, obviously. It's not, it's not you guys, because you guys are all perfect. I mean, none of you need more peace in your life or, you know, I mean, seriously, ah, kindness, no, no, I mean, but you know, you know those other people who need a little bit of the fruit of salvation to work out in their lives. But, you know, the problem is we can get stuck in that place and we begin to think that, okay, well, Christ has done the work of getting us saved, but now I have to work out what God has done. The reality is, is that this part where God is working in our soul and in our life, He does that too. He does that too. And how does that happen? Well, we go back to that place of our strength of abiding in Him. As we rest in Him, as we look on Him, as like, I think it was Jesse who was encouraging us, to, to look at the face of the Father. Or as in, uh, in worship, we were looking at the, the song sent. Yeah, the eyes of the... Yeah, just looking uh, at Him. You know what? As we abide in Him, He does a work in us and the fruit is outworked in, uh, in our lives. It's never by performance. It's always by grace that this thing happens in our life. And then the final part is like, we will be saved. In the sense that, I mean, we got born again into another kingdom. We are manifesting a different kingdom on this earth. And one day, we will be with Him in all eternity. And we will be saved. It's this, the nature of the kingdom of God. The nature of the kingdom of God is this. The kingdom of God is now. And not yet. In the nations. In the sense that we, we see and expect His kingdom in us. But we are also seeing progressively the gospel change the world. And it's the same in, uh, in our lives. I, I love the fact that it says, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. You see, this is, this is the most awesome thing, is that life comes from union with Jesus. That's, that's where it all... He is our strength. He is the one that produces fruit in our lives. He is the one that does uh, uh, miracles. It's His life that cha uh, changes us. Now, some of the encounters that people have, uh, have been experiencing, joy encounters, peace in, uh, uh, encounters, how did that come, uh, come from? I mean, Sir Gwadi, I, I heard that you were handing out drinks at, um, uh, at uh, Holy Spirit drinks at, at Selgrid. Yes, am I right? Yeah, I love it. 
I love it. But you know, the amazing thing is, is that doesn't happen by Saguadi just deciding to laugh more. Am I right? Yeah. Because Saguadi is a very logical person, I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, heard, I heard about that. Gee, God is just going for our logical people, isn't he? That's just so much fun. It's like, in fact, if you want to have a joy encounter, just tell God that it seems like, I'm a very logical person, and God will go, okay, well, let's see what happens. Tim, how's that working out for you, Mr. Logic? Yeah. Mike, yeah, yeah, it's working good. It's working good. So, but the amazing thing is, is we don't make a decision. I'm going to have more joy. No, actually, what we do is like, Lord, I surrender more to you. Lord, I need more Jesus. And when I have more Jesus... You know what? Love begins to manifest in my spirit. Peace does. Joy does. Kindness. Gentleness. Jesus is the root. We're just the branches. And our focus is actually to surrender. You know, the most amazing thing is, is you cannot generate faith in your spirit. You can only surrender to Jesus. And when you do that, He releases faith into your life. See, our call in this hour, as we position ourselves for the waves of blessing that God is wanting to release, is to get ready by releasing ourselves and surrendering to His goodness, His nature, His, uh, His faithfulness. Amen? Love, joy, peace, patience, that, uh, all this comes by focusing on just surrendering to Jesus. So, I look to keep my connection with Jesus. It's His life in me that produces fruit. You can't produce fruit on your own or by your own effort. You have to rely on and trust the life of Jesus in you. This is the most amazing thing, is that He said He would come and live in you. Now, We so often spend our time trying to prove to God that He's in us. Yeah? That's weird. We try to, like, look, God, I'm so good. I'm a Christian. And God's saying, hey, you know what? Let me work in you that thing that you're working so hard to produce. Let me, if you will let me love you, For some of us, the beginning of being more loving is to let yourself be loved. Just surrender to His love. You know, it's amazing how once you start feeling God's love just bubbling over in you, you find that actually you can really love. Amen? So turn with me to 1 John 4 and I'm going to Elaborate on this. So another scripture I was reading this, uh, this week, 1 John chapter 4, verse 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love and the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. I'm going to read that to you now in the Amplified Version, which is the louder version of the Bible. 
Anyone who confesses, acknowledges, owns that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides, lives, and makes His home in Him. And He abides, lives, and makes His home in God. And we know, understand, recognize, are conscious of, by observation and experience, and believe, adhere to, put faith in, and rely on the love God cherishes for us. I love that translation because there's, a, there's nuances of meaning there in that, uh, in that word that are um, fully um, laid bare in that translation. Because there's this part that's believing, but there's also this part that is relying on. You know, God wants you to rely on His love. There's this part that just, you are relying. There's times like even in a, in a family where as a family, because of your love for, uh, for one another, there's things that you just rely on because you know the people around you love you. Like if, if my wife broke down at 3, you know, she'd gone out to a meeting, she broke down at 2 o'clock in the, uh, in, uh, in the morning and she, and she phoned and she said, hey, Nigel, I, I've broken down bes- uh, beside the road. Could you come and fetch me, please? She, she knows that it's highly unlikely that I'm going to say, 2 o'clock in the morning, babes, yeah, I'm tired. Babes, <laughs> 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 Babe, I'm tired. I, I've got to get up early to go to gym tomorrow morning. I tell you what, I'll pick you up on the way back from gym. Because I need, I need my, my sleep. <laughs> she, she's phoning me. She's, she believes it. And she's relying on my love for her. That I'm like, yeah, babe, where are you? I'm on my way now. She's relying uh, on that. Love, a love connection means that you, there's things that you rely on. You know what? Wherever you are in your walk with God, wherever you are in your life, if you feel like, man, I'm stuck, I've broken down, it's, it's dark, I'm afraid, you can rely on God's love for you. This is what abiding or living in, making your home in God is, is you actually make your home by faith in God's love for you. Now, many of us have had difficult circumstances. But you know what? You you can rely on God's coming. He's coming. He's coming to get you. He's got a plan. He loves you. He's coming. And he's coming with good things. Amen? He's bringing hot coffee. <laughs> and a hot husband. <laughs> Some of you need to take that as a word right now. My wife just prophesied. Some of, you, some, of, some of you just said, And Jesus, don't worry even about the coffee. We'll sort that out for myself afterwards. Just that second part, amen. I receive it in the name of Jesus. God is coming with hot coffee and a hot husband. Debbie said, 
Amen. But this is what we're called to do. We are called to rely on God's love. As we rely on God's love, He's going to produce the fruit in your life. He's producing the fruit. He's producing the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the goodness, the kindness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, and the, uh, the self-control. Self-control. Interesting thing is, is that God loves us first. God loves us first. We don't receive from God once we've done our bit. Does that make sense? So many people live with that kind of Christian walk where they think that I've got to bring something to God first and then if I... And they treat God like a holy slot machine. Put in, put in the right amount of performance, the right worship, the right singing, the right prayers and then pull the lever and hope that something is going to be produced out of God in my life. It's not like that. Actually, He loved us first. And so we receive His love and we receive His words, what He's spoken over us, who who He's revealed Himself to be, who He said you are, and we stand in that place. When you stand in that place, faith arises in you and we are positioned to receive everything that God has for us. And so I'm going to end with that and and I, I want to say, I want you in the weeks coming, to begin to position yourself for the waves that God is about to release. I, 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 I believe in my spirit that there are waves of God's presence, His power, His goodness, revival, goodness, joy that God wants to release to us, in us, and through us in the world. I believe we're going to start hearing more and more testimonies like the one Sue spoke. Where God's just going to sovereignly put us in a place where whole families are going to get impacted. And I just believe that many of us are going to find ourselves in that position. Where you're going to just effortlessly have the opportunity to love people. And release His love. And God is going to make our lives fruitful as we live in Him. Amen? Let's pray. You, you want to say something? You want to pray something? Okay. So, um, you know, whenever we hear a word like this, we all agree with it. But when Nigel says position yourself, what does that look like? That's, that's it. So I want you all to close your eyes. And we're just going to ask the Lord, because, you know what? It might look different in one person's life to another person's. And you're going to ask the Lord now, we're going to ask the Lord, what does that look like for me? What, what does that look like in my day-to-day life? So let's just say, Father God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would just come and reveal to us at least one thing. And maybe in the days ahead, other things, but one thing of how to practice abiding in our life. He's just going to wait on the Lord.
Maybe it'll just come to you. Maybe you'll just see Jesus walking through your day with you and there'll be a time where he just shows you this is what practicing abiding is. So, just lift your hands up. Lord, right now, I thank you for the waves of your presence, blessing that you are releasing, Lord. Right now, Lord, I release a fresh wave of your love over every one of us. Every one of us. Fill us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I really believe that you're wanting us to position ourselves in receiving love first. In Jesus' name, Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.